The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Hagiga has been dedicated in memory of Hacham Raful Muhaddeb Ben Garaz and Marie Muhaddeb Bat Jamile. Ruah Hashem Tenihem Began Eden Elion Amen. Dedicated by Dr. Isaac and Lily Mahadev Hashem Ishmirem Vehayem Amen. Daf Chavgimal. Today's daf is being studied in the Nishmat of Raham ben Esther. Ruah Hashem Tenihenu Began Aiden Amen. Today's daf is being studied in the Nishmat of Mana Wash and Eftar Bikatsuli Amin Vishanim, Azra ben Tune Mazal. Ruah Hashem Tenihenu Began Aiden Utin Shmato. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Lahatzlahat Yosef ben Simha. Shimsachen v'sechetov be'anei Elohim ve'Adam. That Bezat Hashem should find favor and Bezat Hashem be successful in his in his tefillot. We have today we're starting on Chavvet, three lines from the bottom, and Noseh. We learned in the Mishnah Hanoset HaMidras Noset HaTerumah He said if a person is holding Midras in one hand That would be like the shoe of a Zav Which is an Avatumah He's allowed to carry Terumah In his other hand Meaning you have Terumah in a earthenware barrel So we didn't make any Gezerot One can carry both simultaneously However, if he has a barrel of Kodesh in an earthenware vessel, it's going to be a suit to carry in one hand Midras and the other hand the barrel of Kodesh. So the Gemara says, Kodesh my ta'amalo. What's the reason why he can't carry Kodesh? Because of a story that happened. There was a fellow who was transporting a barrel of Yayin, of wine that was Kodesh. He was transporting it from place to place. So at the strap of his shoe, it broke off. As he was walking, his shoe broke. So what happened? So he picked up the strap. So he just put it on top of the barrel. And what happened? And the strap ended up falling within the airspace of the habit. And what happened, he caused the Kodesh to become Tamen. Obviously, we're talking about over here that the guy was in Midras Azav. Therefore, his shoe had a status of Avatumah. So, this is the Maaseh Shaya. Tosfot points out you have to say that the strap that fell off had to be a significant uh, strap, it had to have a Shi'ur of a, um, of, a, uh, of a Keli. Otherwise, it's not going to be able to be Mitameh. Uh, in any, which means it was still uh, usable. You could, you, could, you could sew it back to the shoe, for example. So in any event, at that moment, Amru, the rabbis decreed, so listen, but now on, you can't hold the Midras in one hand and the Kodesh in the other hand, but they didn't make the Gezera on Terumah. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. If that's the case, so make it on Terumah as well. Because the logic should be the same thing. The point is we're worried that p- part of the Midras is going to end up in the airspace of the Kili Hayres. And it's going to have a Tamet. So if that's the Gezerah, what's the difference if it's Kodesh? What's the difference if it's 
Terumah. The concern is over here that like the story happened over here, which is the story that happened over here very easily could have happened with Terumah. The point is that the Ritzvah ended up falling into the airspace. So why did they only make a Gezerah by Kodesh? So the Gemara says, Hamani, who's the author of this Mishnah, of this statement? Rav Hananiah ben Akabiah. He, Damar, he says, Lo asru ela biyarden, ubisfina, ukmaase shehaya. We're going to learn now a law by Paraduma. <coughs> and we're going to see that there was a Gezerah made by Paraduma. But the Gezerah was made, according to Hananiah ben Akabiah, <coughs> limiting the exact case that happened. They made a Gezerah exactly on a boat in the Yarden. Because that's exactly where the problem arose. But not in another body of water, not off a boat. So you see, the Hananiah ben Akabiah holds, when you make a Gezerah as such, after a Maaseh, the Gezerah is exactly like the Maaseh. And therefore, in this case of it, what was the guy carrying? Kodesh. There's other opinions of the rabbis. They say, no, you go with the spirit of the Gezerah. And therefore, it's not only Yarden, it's any water. It's not only a boat, even if the guy's uh, walking across. Which means they're more flexible in the Gezerah. So the Gemara is going to explain that. Mai, what is this Gezerah? The Tanya, we have a Braita. Lo Yisa Adam Mehatat. Mechatat is the waters of the Paraduma. Ve'efrechatat, that's the ashes of the Paraduma. Ve'ya'avirem bi'yerden u'besfina. You should not bring them in a boat, transport them across the Jordan. Or for that matter, ve'lo ya'amod besad zeh bi'yizrekim l'sadachir. You should not stand on one side of the Jordan River and throw it across to somebody else on the other side. Ve'lo yishitem apne amayim. Nor should you float them on the river across. Right? Do not ride them on the back of an animal. Or not to put it on the person's back. Unless the person that you're giving it to, his feet are on solid ground. You can transport them over a bridge and you don't have to worry. Because the bridge again, his feet are on the Ground, even though it's over water, <coughs> it's okay. Ehad Yarden, and when we say the Jordan River, we mean not only the Jordan River, Behad Shar Naharot. Also other bodies of water. Which means this uh, opinion holds that the Hakamim they are flexible in the Gezah. They don't want you to bring any uh material, not in any bodies of water, floating it. Basic rule is you gotta have your foot feet on the ground. Rav Hananiah ben Akavah Omer, Rav Hananiah ben Akavah says, Lo asru ila biyarden, ubisifina, uchmaase shehaya. They only were osir, Jordan River specifically, in a boat, like the maase that happened. What was the story? My maase shehaya, the amar of Yehuda, amar of maase, badam ehad, shehaya ma'avir mehatat vefra hatat biyarden ubisifina. He was transported on a boat in the Jordan. Venimsa kezayit met tahut bekarkiatash shel sifina. Oh, he found that there was a kezayit of a dead body lodged in the bottom of the boat. And what happened? He was ma'ahil over it. Once he was ma'ahil, made oil over it. Now already the efrapara and efrachatat became the mehatat became tamer. Rotasha amru lo yisa adam mehatat efrachatat ve'avirim biyarden basfina. So he made a gezerah at that point. So the Bharayam al says, and that was a gezerah. Everything else mutar. 
boat in the Jordan. So you see the Mahalim Rekabiyah holds, the Maaseh was this, the Gezerah is exactly that. Similarly, the story was a guy was carrying Kodesh in a Habit, his Ritzu'ah fell off, it fell into the Kodesh, new Gezerah. Only guy cannot carry Kodesh with the Midras in the other hand. I would about Tirumah, didn't happen. That's not, that's not, that's not the Maaseh Shayah. Similarly, in the story over here of the uh, boat, he limited it to that. Where Hachamim, they came along and said no. Is it basically the rule is we're going to be uh, get the spirit over here. You cannot transport the efer hatat or the mir hatat in the air because that was the story. A boat, you're out of the ground. So how do you do it? Floating it underwater, asur. Putting it on the back of an animal, asur. Uh, throwing it across, asur. Why? The rule is got to be on the ground because that was the story, the general story that happened. Says, no, 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 because again, it's got to be Kemaseh, Shaya. Comes again, and continues. Ibailu. Sandal Tameh. Okay, we know that you tell me that in one hand you cannot carry a madras, the sandal that's Tameh. Sandal Tahor Mahu. What about a sandal that's Tahor? Which means that they make such a gazerah that no shoes at all, that no shoes, not even sandal Tahor, Atu Sandal Tameh. Question. Next question. Habit Petuha. Okay, we know we made a gazera for sure when the barrel of Heres is opened. Because that's you have a gazera, it's going to go into the airspace. Habit Setuma Mahu. What about if it's sealed? Do we make a gazera sealed atu Petuha? Question. Avar. You see, you have to say it's one gazera. You have to say that at the time that they made the gazera, they will say all these things. So that's considered Hada gazera. When we say it's Gezerah the Gezerah, that means they sat and made a Gezerah one period of time, and then later on, they made another Gezerah against something else. That's why Gezerah Gezerah. But for the inception, they said, this is Asur, that's Hada Gezerah. Avar bin Asamahu. And let's say the guy carried it. Meaning he carried the Madras in one hand with the Kodesh in the other hand. What do we treat now the Kodesh? Do we automatically metamet regardless what happened because he went against the uh, enactment? Or do we say, no, if he care, was careful, it's going to be tar. So it's mahlokit. He says, that's it. They uh, punish him. He, he went against the tekana over here. Now the Kodesh is going to become tamir. He says, no, if he carried it, and obviously we know the guy was careful. It is going to be Tahor. So the other questions we didn't answer. The other questions remain in abeyance. But the last question is actually Mahlokit between the B Zera and the Ilah. continues. We to the Mishnah. You have a Keli. And the craftsman was careful that when it was finished, meaning when it became a Keli, now it's able to be Mikabil Tum'ah. He was careful that it should not come in contact with any Tum'ah. So we said, still, for Kodesh, you got to dip it in the Mikveh. After the, uh, after the Kedi is uh, finished. So the Yabara says, Degamrin Okay, now that we want to get into details. Who finished this Kedi? 
Who's the craftsman over here? Who's making the keli? Either my digam ninu haver. If you tell me tamir haka ma haver, so it's careful with tumah v'tara. Lamma lehu tevila. What do you got to make tevila for? The guy's careful. We trust him. Therefore, there should be uh, no problem. Ela digam ninu amares. Ela tamir amares did it. What it says? Nigmarin betara kari lehu. How can you say kelima nigmarin betara by amares? He himself is tamir. So can a amares ever make a kli? And be nikmar betara, finish betara, impossible. So Gemara says, Amar Abar Shila, Amar Abar Shmuel Le'Olam, Vegamino Haver. So Gemara, Tamir Hakam, Umishum Tsenura the Amar is Denafal. We're worried that maybe the spit of Amaris, right? Maybe it landed on the, uh, maybe it landed on the keli. Uh, so what are you worried about? Uh, so you worried about the rock of Amaris is able to be. Metame, a gazav. Only question is, the only question is, when did it fall? Gemara says, Leolam tegamrinu haber. We should surah amar denafal. So Gemara says, denaf. Sorry, aris denafal emat. When did it fall? When did the uh, rock of the amar fall on the keli? Either ma mekamed the gemara. If it fell on before the keli was finished, ha lavana. Who? It's not a keli. So if it's not be metame. Ela batad the gamre. If you tell me it fell on the keli after the keli was finished, you just told me mizhar zahir bu. You told me it's keli manik marim betara. That means he's careful. So what's the case? The olam mekameh the gamre. Really, I tell him the spit fell on the keli before it was finished. The dilma beidna the gamre adayin lahahi. And the concern is that when the keli is finished, the spit is still going to be on the uh, keli and it's still going to be moist. And as long as it's moist, it has the ability to be mitameh. So he was careful. He was nigmarim betara, but he didn't realize that the spit that was on it from before, when it didn't have ramification, now is still on it, and now he's able to mitameh. Therefore, that's the hashash. So you have kelim and nigmarim betara. The din is you have to put it in the mikveh for kodesh. That is. So now the gemara makes a diuk. Tevilaim he'arif shemesh lo. The Mishnah says you have to make tevilah. Now normally we make tevilah, there's a deen of tevul yom. We dip it in the day and you have to wait until the night. You have to wait until the night of Shemesh. You have to wait until, um, till, till it gets dark. Here from our Mishnah, it's mashma that that law doesn't apply. You just dip it in the day for Kodesh and you can use it immediately. Because the Mishnah just says, Sarikh tevilah. Tovdim. It's mashma, tevilah, and you can use it miyad. You don't need he'arev Shemesh. So the Gemara says, Matnitin, Deloh, Kerbili, Aizir. Our Mishnah is not like Nabi the Aizir. Now, before we can see how the Mishnah is not going to be the Aizir, we have to learn a, p- a couple of uh, lines over here in the laws of Paraduma, and then we'll go back and see why it cannot be to be the Aizir. So Gibraltar says, Ditnan, we have a Mishnah. Shefoferet. Shefoferet is a tube. Shehatcha lehatat. The fellow that was making the paraduma, he wants to store the ashes of the paraduma and it's fit it in the tube. So what did he do? Hatcha. He cut it. From a bamboo or something like that. So he cut the shivafirit. The Biliaizir over there, says, Yitbol miyad. He says you have to take the shivafirit, you have to dip it in the mikveh immediately. Rashi, Yitbol miyad. Actually, let's go to the one before that. 
לחטאת, לתת בתוכו אפר פרה. You want to use the shofaret as a receptacle to put the אפר פרה on it. ידבול מיד שכל תשמישי פרה, העשויים בכלי המקבל טומאה, טעונים טבילה. So that's the rule. Which means this, this is a kid that's מקבל טומאה, so the rule is before you use it, you got to dip it in the מקווה. וקודם שיעריב שמשו ישתמש בהם לפרה. And the Hadush is you dip it in the מקווה, and you can use it immediately during the day. Till parah do I? You don't have to wait until the night. So the Gemara says, "Rabbi Yeshua Amir Yitma veHarkach Yitbol." Rabbi Yeshua says, "Not even more." Metamer on purpose. This shiva fair that you have, make it tameh, and then go dip it. We'll see exactly what does he say to go out of your way to metamet. Vavina and Baz. The Gemara says, "Okay, what are we talking?" What are you dipping it according to the Bili Aizir for? According to the Bili Aizir, I know why you're dipping it, because you're metamet. But according to the Bili Aizir, what happened to the Shiva Verit? Who cut the Shiva Verit? If you tell me a uh, person that's careful, what to Mavitara cut it, what are you putting in the first place? The guy's a Shomer himself. And I will tell you what Amaris cut. If it's Amaris, what does the Biyoshua have to say? If Amaris is cutting the shiv of it, it's Tameh already. Because he's Tameh. So if it's a Haver, what do you need to be done in the first place? If you're telling me it's Amaris, it's Tameh automatically. What does the Biyoshua have to say? Go out of your way to be Tameh. ואמר רבא בר שילה, אמר רב מתנה, אמר שמואל, לעולם דחתך חבר. אני אתן לו, זאת אומרת, כיפל, קראת. ומשום צלולה דעמה ארץ. אגן, אתם מדברים על הספיט של דעמה ארץ, שיכול להיות לנדל על דעמה ארץ. כמובן, אני אשאל את אותה שאלה. ונפל אמת. אני אשאל את הספיט על הקרי. אם אתם מקמדים לחתך, אם אתם מקמדים לפני שקראת. It's not a spit, there's no ramification. He's careful. Obviously he's working for Paraduma. Of course he's going to be careful. Really it fell on before. And you're concerned that it might be still moist when it became a keli. And then Tumah is going to come on it. That's why you have to dip it in the mikveh. So let's go back. The issue over here is, you're worried about the Rok of Amaris that was on it from before, and it might uh, be still on it, and therefore you have to put it in the Mikveh, and you can use it immediately. Whereas according to Yeshua, no. He tells you, go out of your way to be Mittamedi Keli. That's the Mahluk to Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Para. Now we analyze. According to Rabbi Yeshua, everything makes sense. Why? That he says you have to Mittamed. This will make a heker for the tzedukim. Why? What is the tzedukim? The tzedukim had a humrah by paraduma. They held that the paraduma cannot be officiated by a tevul yom. They said, Davka, you have to wait until he'arev shemesh. If somebody became tameh in the day, you have to wait the night, and then you can't do paraduma at night, so you really have to wait till the following day. They held, because it says you need a tahor. Now, Asaf ish tahor. Tahor means it's got to be conclusively tahor. 
if he's a Tumul Yom, he's still uh, pending. So therefore, that was the Hadush, the Humrah of the Tzedukim. The rabbis, when it came to Paraduma, they would specifically do things to show them that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. What would they do? In the case of Paraduma, they would go out of their way to mitameh, on purpose, the people that were involved in the Paraduma, and in this case, over you see the Kelim, and Dafka dip it in the day, make it a Tavulium, and Dafka use them during the day to show the Tzidukim. That they don't know what they're talking about. That the derasha is not a derasha. Now, where did the rabbis learn that they're allowed to do paraduma with a tevulyom? So Rashi brings down the derasha. Look at Rashi. Lehotzi midiban shetzidukim sheayu amrim b'maurve shemesh aitan nasit. Right, the tzidukim out. It's got to be done b'ayrev shemesh. That has to be done. You have to wait till nightfall. And like I told you, you can't do the paradigma at night, so you have to actually wait till the following day. Because according to the rabbis, they have an extra pasuk. The pasuk says that the tahor will sprinkle on the tameh. Tahor michlal shutameh. Limed al tvul yom shekasher bepara. Which means, the Gemara says, Which means, if you tell me Tahor, what do you have to tell me Tahor for? Because in the Perashah before that, there's open scheme that talk about the guy's Tahor. So what do you tell me? We don't want to talk about the Tahor guy. Which means, who, 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 who's going to do it? The Tamir guy's going to do it? So the Gemara says, she says, Mechdi, Betahor Askinat Ve'ateh. Till now, the open says, talk about Tahor. Dekhtim. Le'ilmin, Evedakah, Ezov, Etavah, Babayim, Ish, Tahor. What does that say? Vizata. We don't want to talk about the Tahor guy. Who's doing it? The Tameh guy? The Tahor guy is doing it. That's what it means. Meaning, somebody that's Tahor in any amount, even a Tavulyom, there's minimum Tara. Ashkahan Tavulyom, they clean Tahor. Now, how do we know that a Tavulyom is called a Tahor? So therefore, we have Pesukim that teach us that Tavul Yom has minimal Tahara, but he's called Tahor still. So therefore, according to Hakamim, he's okay. Now, look at the next Rashi. Bishlamad Rabbi Yeshua. Havatznikah the Tameh. I understand according to Rabbi Yeshua, that says you have to be with Tameh the guy, or with Tameh the Shavu Feret. Hayru diikai kele tzidukim. Sharet tum'u tum'ah gemurah. Hatznikah ayrev shemesh. Which means, forget about the rock. The rock issue is not enough. We want to metame the item, a type of tum'ah that normally would require he'arev shemesh and not do the he'arev shemesh. So therefore, you have a care for the tzedukim. So therefore, what did Yeshua say? We want to show the tzedukim, therefore, go out of your way, metame this item, this shivofeirit. Normally you'd say you need Ha'arev uh, Shemesh. I don't do Ha'arev Shemesh. Beautiful. Now that Siddukim already, you showed them up. Look at the Gemara. First wide line. Oh, one line before they get wide. Bishtamad of Yoshua. Ha'arev Shemesh. Ha'arev Shemesh. Ha'arev which means, if you're going to tell me, that normally, 
When you have kelim and nigmarim betahara, like the case of Ramishnah, where the guy was making a regular keli, so we said what? We said for Kodesh you have to dip it in the mikveh. But if you're going to tell me that normally kelim and nigmarim betahara, you have to wait till nightfall before you use the keli, hainu dihikai kerala tzedukim. So then we understand where the hekef and tzedukim is. Because here it's kelim and nigmarim betahara, and we're saying why you can use it. Immediately, so there's it sort of be a gift to the team because normally the law is got to wait until nightfall, mm-hmm. and here you can use it immediately. So, therefore, that would be telling us what that our Mishnah cannot be the Bidi Isaac because our Mishnah says when you have a keli, you're both about to use it immediately. Well, if you're using all kelim that were dipped, you can use them immediately. So then there's no hikir for the tzedukim in this case. Because every keli that's nikmar betara, that you're worried about the rock of Amaharis that spit on it, and maybe dried up, that didn't dry up, and all that. If every keli like that you can use during the day, so what's the hikir for... Um, if you're dealing with tum'at, this is not a regular tum'at right day we're talking about. It's a shemid, there's a, there's a, the, the Amaharis spit on it, when it wasn't a keli, and it still remained... What? When the keli was finished, there's not a day right to I mean, it's a hashash. It's a tumah. The rabbis put a tumah on this. All the mishnayos tumah tumah that are over here. And if the deen is in such a case that you have to wait until ha'irif shemesh, oh, so now we understand the hekev to the tzedukim. That normally in such a tumah it's ha'irif shemesh, but when it comes to baradumah, you can use it right away. Ha'inu de'ika hekera the tzedukim. Clear? Let's read that inside. Bishtama, you know my bishtama ba'ama ba'ina ne'ayv shemesh. You say always kedima nikmanim b'tahara. You need ne'ayv shemesh. Ha'inu t'yakarot sedukim. Ela i'ama ba'ama lo ba'ina ne'ayv shemesh. But if you're going to say that no, kedima nikmanim b'tahara, you could use them right away. Ma yekira le tzedukim ika. So what's their kid? Which means every keli like this you can use immediately. So you're not you're not you're not showing the tzedukim anything different over here. So according to Yeshua, he solved that problem because he went and was mitamed the keli, not a regular tumah doraita. They were mitamed the keli. Now that keli normally means yerev shemesh, and they're not using yerev shemesh. Tzedukim are showing up. But according to the Bidi Ayazid, no, we're not metamei the keli. We just rely, we just have the regular tumah of kelim and nigmarim betara. This should fulfill it that they made for the paradumah just gedin of kelim and nigmarim betara. The haver made the keli, but still we say you have to dip it because of the hashash of the tinnura, the amaares that fell on it before it was a keli and still not when it became a keli. Now if you're going to tell me that always the law is that you need ha'ir of shemesh, oh ha'irudikai keran tzedukim. But if you're going to tell me that even that uh, you, you don't need the Ayat of Shemesh, which means always in the Kedim and Gminim Batara, you can use it immediately. So, so what are you showing this in the Kedim? Every case of Kedim and Gminim Batara, using it immediately. So therefore, the Gemara wants to conclude, here's the end of the proof, that must be the Bili Ayat is not the author of our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah says Kedim and Gminim Batara, all you need is the Bila, and it's Mutar immediately. But must be according to the Bili Ayat, Kedim and Gminim Batara is Ayat Shemesh you need. Not like Amishnah. And that's the Hekeh that you have for the Tzedukim. Why in this case you don't have Yairif Shemesh? So Matnitin the law can be the Ezer. No? That Gibra says no. Gibra says, Amar Rav. Asa'u'a ketameshiritz. Shall I tell you like this? Really the Mishnah is the Bili Ezer. And you don't need the Yairif Shemesh. Well, you don't need Yerev Shemesh. Oh, so what's the kid for the Tzedukim? 
because when it came to Para Aduma, this Kelim and Igmarim Betahara, the rabbis put a Tumah on it. It's a rabbinical Tumah. So we always thought the Tumah is what? The Amaris, Gezerai, might have spit on it. But what level of Tumah did they put on it? They treated by Para Aduma, this Tumah, Kelim and Igmarim Betahara, Tumat Sheritz. A sheritz is an avatumah. Okay? The avatumah touches a keli. It makes the keli a rishon. Normally, a keli like this that became tamir from a sheritz would need he'ad of shemesh. That's a regular law. Keli that became tamir from a sheritz needs he'ad of shemesh. And all the tzedukim knew this. They knew that this shepherd, the rabbis are giving it tumat sheritz. And still, they're dipping it in the day. And they're using it in the day. So you have a hekel. Which means when it came to Paraduma, the tum'ah that they put on, which is the rabbis are making up this tum'ah, there's no tum'ah here. It's all conjured up by the hachamim here. The shayrits really didn't touch it. But we're saying, kirim arigmini batara, we're going to make a humrah that is a, you have to treat it, that maybe such and such a thing happens, we're putting a tum'ah on So what level, you could, the rabbis could put any type of tum'ah they want on it, by the way. Like we're going to see in the city, they can put tumat mint on the kidney if they wanted to. But at this point, the government is saying they're treating this kidney like a sheritz. And, and again, I, I repeat, and the tzidukim knew that they're treating it like a sheritz. <coughs> and therefore, the tzidukim would have expected, okay, it's tumat sheritz, the rabbis put on this ship for fit, let's say, and if we have to wait until uh, nightfall. And what happened? They used it immediately. Look at that sheet, top line. You don't need the They treated it as if it was touched by a sheritz le'anyan minyan rishon v'sheni. Meaning, le'anyan tumah, meaning a sheritz is a av, so it touches the kid, make a rishon. Hilkach ilav de paran na'asib b'tibul yom, zuhay tatsunich ha'ed shemesh. If it wasn't for the special deen that paran tumah is done during the day, this kid would need ha'ed shemesh. So you have a kid for the tzedukim. According to this, lotitma adam... According to what you're saying, that they treated it like a sheritz, it should not have the ability to metame adam. What does this mean? Look at Rashi. Look at ma'adam. That tame sheritz, lav avatumahu. That somebody that becomes tame from a sheritz is not an av. Somebody that comes tame from a sheritz is a rishon. They don't metame adam. A rishon cannot metame adam. A rishon is metame ochlin umashkin. I will see that now. So the Gemara says, what's the problem? So it won't be Metame Adam. Okay, so it won't be Metame Adam. The Gemara says, no, that can't be. Then why did we learn in the Vraita? Chotcha umatbila ta'un tebila. The one that even cut the Shifoferet, the deen is, he needs tebila. What are you talking? Why should he need tevila? If you're telling me that you're treating the shifoferet like something that got tamir from the sheret, that's a rishon. A rishon cannot be tamir adam. So why does it say in the paraduma rules that the hot cats go to the mikveh? What's the question? So the Gemara says, okay, fine. So we'll have to upgrade the tumah. Ve'ela 
Asa'ua ketamemet will treat the shifoferet like something that became tameh from a mit. Okay, a mit is aviavot atumah. Aviavot. Now the shifoferet becomes avatumah. Oh, now the guy that's cutting the shifoferet touched an av. He becomes a rishon, which can, uh, that can happen. Av is metameh adam. And therefore, that's why we need tevilah. Very good, which means, again, we're all analyzing which tum'ah did the rabbis put on the shifuferet, but it's got to fit in with all the laws of paradumah that we know. So it's ava tum'ah, beautiful. So the Gemara says, If that's the case, then you're treating like an ava tum'ah that came tamir from a mit. So the Kaunat, the guy, not only the guy, and the shifuferet, is going to need sprinkling of the paradumah on the third day, and on the seventh day, which is not going to be enough to go to the mikveh. When there's tumat mit in the picture, you need sprinkling of the paradumah on day three and day seven. Okay, so maybe you do it. So why does it say in the Brayta, Chodcha umatbila ta'un tevila, tevila in. No. So you see, clearly you don't need hazaah. So what do you talk? What's the case? Mm-hmm. Come on, give answers. Ela, asauha, ketamemet b'shevi'i shelo. Again, the rabbis are making up this tumah, correct? Yeah. So they'll say, we're going to treat this shefoferet uh, as, as it has tumat met on its seventh day. There's a tumah like that in the world, which is on the seventh day of the process after the paradumah. The guy's still considered... What does that guy have to do to get the Tameh off? Mikveh. He's past his Hazaa. Which is the rabbi is considered. Anybody that touches the Shifofet, the Shifofet is considered as if it came in contact with a mit. And therefore has a deen of Avatumah. And therefore anybody that comes in contact with it, as it came in contact with a mit, and therefore it's going to be Tameh mit. But what? Asa'u'a ki tamem met b'shivi'i shelo. So tamem met b'shivi'i shelo. Does he need hana'a? Haza'a? No. He just needs mikveh. So that's what they did over here. Kebrah says, what are you talking about? How can you say that? Ratanya, we have a b'raita. Me'olam lo chidshu davar b'para. They never said any type of chidush when it came to paraduma. Regarding the laws of Tumah Vitara, when the rabbis made their stringencies, they made a lot of stringencies by paraduma. But they never said anything out of the ordinary. Hiddush. This is hiddush. You're creating a new Tumah that we never saw before. A Tumah that you're considering an item, Tamemet, on the seventh day. It's a hiddush. We don't find that Tumah in other places. So again... How could you tell me that that's... We go to whatever view where we get, we get to this point. How do we get to this point? We're all trying to answer for the Bili Aizid. The Bili Aizid, what was their care for the Tzadukim? I'll tell you what their care is. Normally, Kirim HaNikmanim B'Tahara, like the case of the Mishnah, you dip it, right after you finish with it, and use it immediately. Good. Here by Paradoma, it's Kirim HaNikmanim B'Tahara, the Shofer, the guy cuts, Kirim HaNikmanim did it, everything's fine. But here the rabbis considered it as if it came in contact with a mit. Now when it comes in contact with a mit, you don't have to tool your rule. And still what are we saying? Dip it during the day and use it immediately. Oh, mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, hold it. We got a side point now. If you're treating it that it came tamir from a mit, it should need hazaa, shilishi, And we know that it doesn't. Uh, you know why it doesn't? 
Because we, the rabbis, we have to refine what we said. It's still my way. We feel like a tamemet b'shivirishelo. As tumav emet on the seventh day. So therefore, it's still tamemet. Nafkamina, metame adam. But you don't need hazaah. Beautiful. So the Gemara says, only one problem. We have a statement by Paraduma. There's no Hiddushim by the Paraduma. Humrot, yes. But Hiddushim, no, that is a Hiddushim. We're creating a new type of Tum'ah. So the Gemara is going to answer like this. I'll cut the outside and we'll read inside. This is not considered a Hiddush. Because this can happen. Hiddush means to make an innovation in a Tum'ah. That doesn't exist. This type of thing happens all the time. A person is tamimit on his seventh day. So they didn't go against the laws of Tumah. They just put a status of this guy as tamimit. What would it be a hiddush? I'll give you an example. If you remember, we learned by a zav. Whatever a zav sits on is mekabel Tumah. But based on words from the Torah, the item that he sits on, the zav, has to be designated for sitting. A chair, a couch. Yes. Correct? Mm-hmm. But let's say he sits temporarily, he turns a, ba- a basket upside down, right? He sits on the back of it. There's no tumata midras on that. Because it's not designated for sitting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the people, when they were working, right, in the fields, let's say, they would turn over the basket and they would sit on it. And the, the other guy that's working with them would say, Amod bin Asim Come on, get up. Let's go back to work. See, that's not a place where you, where you sit. It's a temporary sitting. So that item was either called, let's say, a, uh, a it was called a tarkav, for example. Tarkav is an abbreviation of tere and kav. Tere kav is two tere kav and one kav. So that's three, three kav. That's a basket or a, uh, a sal that can fit three kav. Which is, uh, three kav is half of uh, se'ah. Se'ah has six kav. So if it's a half of se'ah. So they would turn it over and they would sit on it. There's no, and even if the guy was a zav, there's no, uh, there's no tumah. You know what a hadush would be? Hadush would say that that tarkav, if the zav sat on it, has tumah. <laughs> Meaning, for paradumah, we're going to be mahmir, that this item is considered tumah zav. Now that's a hadush because you're creating a new tumah that doesn't exist. Shivi'i. That's a tumah. That's, we're not making up a new tumah, which means there is a tumah on the seventh day of a person's process that is tamimit. But to come along and now revamp the laws of tumah for example, and say that if a zav sat on the back of a basket, he's gonna, it's going to make tamimit. That's already that's a hadush. So even though we found a lot of humrot by paraduma, but we never found a hadush that went against the regular standing laws of tumah. And the Gemara says that inside. Says, <laughs> they never said that a kordom, kordom would be like an uh, axe or a spade. They never said a spade is mimitamim moshav. The guy sits on the, on the back of his uh, spade, that is mimitamim moshav. Kedetanya, vayoshev alakli. Right, so the Zav who sits on the Kli. Ya'akhul kafas se'av yashav aliyah. Let's say he turned over the se'ah. Se'ah is the name of a container. The name of a basket. He turned it over. Tarkav yashav aliyah. Oh, he turned over the tarkav. <coughs> That's the basket that fits three se'ah. And he turned it over. I'm sorry, three kav. And he turned it over. Yetameh tamud omar ve'yoshev ala Kli asher yashav alav. Yitma. 
Yashav Alav is written in the past tense. Yashav is mashma that he sat on. I mean, it's usually designated for sitting. Mishem Yuhad Lishiva. This case over here, where the guy sits down, they tell him, get up, go back to work. So that would be considered a hiddush. And that's what means, lo asu hiddush bepara. They never innovated a tum'ah that is not, that is not around. Look at that sheet, let's read that inside. Shelo amru kardom metamem moshav. Kilomar, lo natnu tum'ah bepara. Normally doesn't become an Which means, but they did make innovations that a kid that didn't come in contact with a met will treat it as if it did come in contact. Okay, that's a humrah, but it's a humrah that's following the laws of. Tumavatara, I mean, this shifu fed it. They treated it as tumat met. I ask you, did this shifu fed come in contact with a met? No, it didn't. But the rabbis are treating it as if it did. But it, at least it's following the the normal rules. It's not breaking the rules of tumat. To innovate and say, kordom uh, is going to be metameh moshav. Now, why did they put these stringencies? My paraduma. So the Gemara explains that the reason why they put these stringencies is to compensate for the leniency that they had. Which means the leniency was that a tibul yom is kashir. So since they were lenient more than the tzedukim, so they had to add a lot of stringencies to overcompensate so the people will not become mezalzel with the laws of para aduma. Okay, so that's the, uh, that's the subject. So basically... Somebody would ask you a question, who's the author of our Mishnah? Our Mishnah can either be, even be the Bidi Aizir. Now somebody asks, Kelim anigmarim betahara. That Haver was careful. If it's a Kodesh, doesn't matter, you have to have to dip it. Mm-hmm. What are you worried about? It's in Urav the Amaris. That's still moist. After you dip it, can you use it right away? Yes. Oh, so what's the care for Paraduma? No, because Paraduma, it's Kelim anigmarim betahara. The guy that made the Shuvah Ferret. It's also he was careful, but there they didn't... Uh, a regular tumah on it. They put tumat met on it. Oh, tumat met normally needs erev shemesh, and we're not going to do erev shemesh. Hainu deikai kera letzedukim. I wish hazah. No, it's tumat met. We have a shvi'i. I that's a hadush. It's not a hadush. There exists such a tumah. Hadush would be to say that the uh, spade of the uh, zav is metamem moshav. Okay, now we go to the next part. <coughs> Okay, we learned in the Mishnah. You have a keli. You have Kodesh in the keli. If one part of the Kodesh is touched, the whole Kodesh in the keli becomes Tameh. The Kli unites everything. You have a keli. It's Kodesh in the keli. Everything is considered united. Let's say you have pieces of Terumah in the keli. Yeah? Let's say the Tumah touches one of the pieces. Let's say now that piece becomes a Shini. It'll make the piece that's next to it, that's touching it, a Shilishi, and that's it. A Shilishi cannot make it a Vi'iba Tumah. And we also know the whole Keli is considered uniting all the pieces. Mashagim Bakodesh, one piece becomes Tameh, it's considered it touches everything. Even if it's not touching, 
Why? Because the Kli unites everything by Kodesh. That's a Chumrah by Kodesh. Mm-hmm. Now you know this. So the Gemara says, we know that when they brought the Qurban of the Nasi'im, the inauguration of the Mishkan, it says they brought Kafahat, one spoon that had in it Ketoret. Now, what do you have to tell me one spoon? Just tell me Kaf. Kaf. Kaf Ahat. Filled with Ketoret. Now Ketoret is Kodesh. That's the incense. So the Gemara says, Ketuv asao lechol mashe bekaf achat. The Torah is going out of its way to tell me, everything in the kaf is considered one. Kaf achat. Mashe bekaf achat. Nafkamina. If somebody touched one of the granules of the Ketoret, the whole Ketoret becomes Tameh. Kaf achat. The kaf is Zemachat, everything. And Ketoret is Kodesh. Mativ Rav Ka'ana. Rav Ka'ana has a question. Hosif Rabbi Akiva. Now, this statement, Hosif Rabbi Akiva, has to know the context of the statement. He added. That means somebody was talking before Rabbi Akiva. Who was talking before Rabbi Akiva? That she tells us it was actually Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon, in the beginning of this Mishnah, made a statement. I'll tell you the statement outside. That's the ashes of the Paraduma. I touch part of it, the whole thing becomes Tameh. Rashi tells us that is clearly a Drabbanandin. How do we know it's Drabbanandin? Because even if you want to say you have a Pasuk, that was said by Kodesh. We don't have any Pasukim by. Paraduma. Paraduma is not Kodesh. That's Khatat. It's a different level. So therefore, the Bishra was giving a rabbinical deen over here. You should know that Botan is Rabbanan. If you have the Ephra Para, somebody touches Miksato, it's Posel Kulo. Now comes Rabbi Akiva. Hosif Rabbi Akiva. Now you know the context of this time. Hosif Rabbi Akiva. Now, if it's being Hosif, that means he's talking on the rabbinical level. So give us more cases to Rabbi Akiva that the same law is going to apply. So he says, Hosif Rabbi Akiva has solid. Solid is the granules of flour of the minha. Heketoret. Heketoret. That's the incense. Then the bonah. The bonah is the frankincense. Either that's the bonah they put on the minha. Or the bonah used to put on the shulchan. With the lechem of panim. That's the coals that they used to have on the mezbeah for the ketoret. She'im nagar tevul yom b'miksato. If it's tevul yom. A guy went to the mezbeah but he never had a shemesh. He's tamis still. He touched part of it. Pasalit kulo. Vehad rabbanani. And we know that Rabbi Akiva's law is midrabbanan. It's a rabbinical enactment. How do you know? Mimai midiktani resha. Because we know the context of the beginning of the statement. Heid Rabbi Shimon ben Betera. Al efer chattat shenaga hatame b'miksato. Shittime et kulo. Now we know that that is midrabbanan. The Ephra Para case. Viktani Yosif Rabbi Akiva. So what do you see? You see over here that this law of Kodesh saying that what? That if one part was touched, we consider everything Tameh. It's not a Deoraita. You just called, called me the Hanin, Kaf, Ahat, Asarazam, Lakatoni. Call me a Pasuk. That's all. It's Rashwat's only a Deen. The Rabbanan. Look. Kamara says, Amar Shakibishu Bar Kapara. 
לא נצלחה אלא לשיעורי מנחה. We're not talking about the מנחה. We said, we said solid, right? So we talked about the מנחה. No. מנחה needs a keli. The מנחה is in the keli. Yes, when you go to the מזבח, the Kohen, he has to have the מנחה in the keli. That's one of the עבודות. There? That's the oraita. For sure, if you touch part of the solid, the whole thing is going to become tamer. We're not talking about that. But you said solid. No, we're talking about the leftovers. After the Kohen takes the comets and puts it on the Mizbayah, now you have the leftovers. It's called Shiure Minha. Shiure Minha don't need a keli. Which means you don't have to have a keli when it comes to the leftovers of the Minha. And that's when he was coming along and telling us that Minda Oraita, if it needs a keli, the keli is Mitzarif everything, the Oraita talks like one. Midra Banan. Even if it doesn't need a keli, we're also going to charge it with the deen of one. So if we're really Kodesh, that it's considered one, is it the Oraita? What's the solid that we're talking about? The remnants of the Minhad that doesn't need a keli. And still the Mi'akimah's Hadush is, Midrabbanan, the Kli unites it. Nafkamina, you touch part of it, the whole thing's going to become And the Gemara says that. The Oraita, the Lord of the Oraita, Sarikh Likli, if it needs the Kli, that would be like the regular Minha that needs the Kli, Hakli Mitzarfo. She'en Sarikh Likli, if it doesn't need the Kli, like the Shiurim Minha, after he does the comments, what do you do? Empty it out, you don't need the Kli. En Kli Mitzarfo, the Atura Banan, the rabbis came along, the Gazru. Beautiful. So everything we answered nice. Really, the law of Kodesh is the Oraita. Kaf, Achat, Azaraza, Belaket, Toret. Aidebi Akiva, you told me it's rabbinical, the solid case? No, that's about the Minshure solid. Well, that's okay. Tina, solid. Ketoret, Ulbonama, Ikademimar. But one of the cases you said, Rabbi Akiva, was Ketoret. Now the Ketoret is uh, in a Kli. And still you're telling me, it's only Medrabaran. You just told me, Kaf Achat, Asar Azav, Kol Mashebe Kaf Zehachat, That's the Oraita, Here Rabbi Akiva is telling me Ketoret, It's Rabbanan. Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Rababar Abu Kegon, Shesavran Al Gabe Kartabla. Ah, what did he do? So the Mephashim explained like this. He put the Ketoret in a Klisharet. You have to put it in a Klisharet. Need to clean. After you put it in the Klisharet, he poured it on a leather spread. Which means you have a leather mat, for example. So the, you follow all the Alachot. Kafahat, you put it in the Kedira. After he put it in there, he laid it, he mounted it up on a flat mat. Now, when it's on this flat leather mat over here, Rabbi Akiva is going to tell me, this item, Minat Torah, should not unite the Ketoret. Why? Because it doesn't have a bit kibul. It doesn't have a receptacle. Which means, Minat Torah, only kidding that have a receptacle, have the ability to mitzarif. <clears throat> but an item that doesn't have a receptacle in the Torah should not mitzaref. Came to be Akiva and said, even if you put the ketoret on a kar tabla, 
It'll be B'tzaref. So again, he's talking in the rabbinical level, nothing to do with Kafahat, which means the Biagra will agree. When it's in the Kaf, Kafahat, it's uh, the Kaf is Mitzaref, the Ketoret, therefore you touch part of it, all things will become Tamir. What's our case of Ketoret? It's not in the, in the Kaf, it's in the Kartabla. And therefore, why is it only the Rabbanagos doesn't have a Bet Kibul? Let's read that inside. Deoraita, Benatuna, Yeshlo Toch, Mitzaref. If it has a toch, if it has a bet kibbul, it'll be mitzaref, mashabetoko. En lo toch, enu mitzaref. Te'atu rabbanan, v'tiknu, da'afagav, de'en lo toch, mitzaref. So therefore, we now have clarity. Rav Hanin holds te'oraita when it's in a keri sharet. For example, kafahat, asrazav, menaketoret, when you put the ketoret in the kaf, you touch part of it, clears mitzaref. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rabbi Akiva, you said that is the Rabbanan. I don't know, I was talking in two cases. If we're not talking about the shiurim and ha, we don't even need a keli. Mm-hmm. And the hadush says, even though you don't need a keli, still it has the ability to become tameh if you touch part of it, with Rabbanan. And even better, if you put the ketort on an item that's never bet kibul, also in the time with Rabbanan, the item that's never bet kibul has the ability to mitzaref. But, when you put it in a keli, and it needs the keli, and the keli has a bet kibul, then it raises the oraita. That what? If you touch part, the whole thing is going to become tameh. Yeah? Comes the Kibbalah and concludes, this is ufliga to Rav Hanin and Rav Hayabar Abba. Rav Hayabar Abba argues on Rav Hanin. Rav Hanin held the deen is a deoraita. Rav Hayyab is going to say it's all with Rabbanan, this whole deen of Klim Mitzanif Mashiba Kodesh. Why? Tamar of Hayyab and Abba, Marav Yohanan, Meiduto Shil Rabbi Akiva, Nishnit Mishnazu. Rav Hayyab says, Al Mishnah that said, Kodesh, when you put it in the kiddie, it's Mitzanif, everything, and if you touch one, Rav Hayyab said, You know who's author of Mishnah? Rabbi Akiva. Oh, so must be he learned Rabbi Akiva that he was holding that there's no Deoraitas Bechlal. Which means our case is regular Kodesh in the Kedi. He says, who's the author of our Mishnah? Rabbi Akiva. That means in, in principle, Rabbi Hayyad doesn't hold that it's a Deoraita. Rabbi Hanin held, Kafahat, Asarazah, it's a Deoraita. Rabbi Hayyad said, no, 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 no. Rabbi Akiva is the author of our Mishnah. And Rabbi Akiva is all talking in the rabbinical level, mm-hmm. and therefore you see that the Hayyad doesn't hold that this Kodesh business of being Mitzrayim is the Oraita Bichlal. How? Let's read Rashid. Look at Rashid, Dibuda Mathil, Ufliga. Ufliga had Rav Hanin Damar Le'el Siruf the Oraita. That which Rav Hanin said Siruf is the Oraita above, it's arguing at Rabbi Hayyad but Abba. Why? Because Amishah is talking about Siruf and Akili, yeah? Mm. And who did Rabbi Hayyah say the author of the Mishnah is? Rabbi Akiva. Because he must learn Rabbi Akiva that the whole thing is Midrabbanan. Which means he's holding the, the deen of Siruf, is following the Shita of Rabbi Akiva of the Braita, which is a deen of the Rabbanan. Therefore, he must be arguing on the opinion of Rabbi Hanin that holds it is a deen, the Oraita. Let's get inside here, please, and we'll conclude. And he says here, uh, which means it was on the basis of Rabbi Akiva's testimony that we just read, that this Mishnah of ours in Hayyah was taught, that is our Mishnah's statement, that a vessel combines its Kodesh contents 
is derived from Rabbi Akiva's testimony. Now why did you need Rabbi Akiva's testimony? Why don't you just say it's a pasuk of the Torah, kafahat asra zamana ketoret? It must be, he doesn't hold that pasuk. He must hold that pasuk is just nasmachta. And really it's a whole deen de Rabbanan. And therefore he's arguing on the Bahaini that says the deen is the Uraita. Which is, if I have a pasuk, do I need Rabbi Akiva's testimony? He should have said, the Mishnah is based on kafahat asra zamana ketoret. And they didn't say that. Now it's supposed to be Akiva. It must be all, it's really all the Rabbanan.